Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Sample Hour. And not only another episode of the Sample Hour, but the first episode of Failing Forward this season. So um, I kind of allude to it in the show. So this is, uh, so Failing Forward is going to be broken up into four parts this year, hopefully. So this is the first part. I'm going to surprise you guys with the other three parts. Um, so it's going to happen. I'm going to try to do it once a week, um, but it's going to be with a different person. So it's kind of a different situation and um, what's going on. So Scott's my accountability partner in Profitable Urban Farming. So obviously we're going to do that um, still. And then have a couple other things for ideas. Um, so with that being said, uh, something else I want to point out to you guys. So I started a Patreon account and uh, it's uh, I, I haven't written a bunch of stuff in there yet. So I, I don't know why I just like avoid doing it. Um, I've never thought I would do this and ask for money or or try to make money from the show. But I've had enough listeners say, do you have a Patreon account or do you support Bitcoin or stuff like that, that I think it's time to do it. So um, I'll have a link in the show notes. I'm going to update the page and make it look pretty for y'all. Uh, but if you guys listen, you know, I mean, it, it makes me uncomfortable to even do that. But I think it's I listened to this other book, guys, and it was guys and gals. And it was just kind of like you have to put yourself in a position to receive. Otherwise, you're just going to kind of set like you're going to it's like if somebody gets you a gift and then you deny it. And I think like I give a lot of people feel that I give with this show. And to me, this show is very selfish. But if other people get out of it, get something out of it, then I think that's great. So uh, but yeah, so click on the link. Uh, they'll be, I'll put a Patreon, put up some Patreon art. And I'll also put up, uh, you know, just like a photo or I'll put up, put up a link in the show notes. So if you guys do want to contribute on Patreon, you can. Um, it's going to be pretty basic. It's nothing. I mean, right now I'll just put different options. So if you guys want to give me that, or there's also PayPal. So if you do want to just donate one time, that's cool. Or contribute one time. That's cool too. No pressure guys. Like I'm, I'm going to do the show no matter what, but if you guys do want to contribute and pay me, I think that's great. But more importantly, I'd way rather have you guys support the affiliates. So first off, uh, I was pretty happy with, uh, we'll do two affiliates with one here. So one of the great things with Podcast Blast Off uh, is that it it's kind of a way, so there's the way that Nathan and uh, Nick designed it, like with the coding, like you can subvert uh, ad block. So if you actually look on there, you'll see that there's like GIFs and I can attach links. And the reason why I'm saying that, so if you guys do want to start a podcast and have affiliate links and not have to worry about ad block removing them, uh, there's a great way to do it with Podcast Blast Off. So and if you guys do decide to sign up and start your own show, um, I'll tell you how to do that. And actually, I told Nathan, so he's going to actually put in instructions on how to do that. Uh, but with that being said, the reason why I'm bringing it up is Grant Schultz's new course at Versaline TV. I was like, hey, man, can you get me some art? And he goes, no, I don't have any, but if I'll pay you money if, if you want to make some art, uh, and then I can use it for me. And then I said, well, let me see what I can do with that GIF. So he has that little pawpaw GIF file for the free course. And I was like, well, that would be great. 
So you'll see that in the show notes. It's the little GIF that's changing, and it's it's really cool the way that they did it for Versaline TV. So if you do want to learn about pawpaws, you can sign up for the free course, and Grant has other courses too that you guys can subscribe to. Um, so that, that would be awesome. And then secondly, Nature's Image Farm. So I was just over at Greg's on Monday, and I... Um, and was checking on the cooler. Greg finally got the Coolbot working, guys. So I got to ship back the old Coolbot. So it turns out it was nothing to do with the Coolbot. It was something to do with my air conditioner. But when we were troubleshooting it, they didn't know that with the frigid air there was two sensors. And what the Coolbot was doing wasn't actually showing an error with the sensors. But we, Greg Burns helped me figure it out. And uh, so the reason I bring that up is because he has tree stock right now, um, Scion and and everything like that in there. And I don't even think he's selling that, but uh, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up because I think Greg's Greg's great, and he's a good friend of mine. So, But he does have stuff on his website at naturesimagefarm.com. Use code word sample, get 10% off everything on the site, and also get free shipping. Um, and last but not least, if you guys want... Oh, no, I got something else. So... Uh, rebooted bodies. If you guys want to lose weight, highly recommend, uh, rebooted body. So click on the link. I'm doing the total body reboot. I'm down 25 pounds. It's just basic stuff, but sometimes guys, I guess common sense isn't that common these days. That's what everyone says. Like, I feel like everybody kind of knows what to do, but Kevin Geary's done a ton of research and is really kind of helps you cut through any weight loss bullshit or as he says, he dieted his way to being 220 pounds, and then he figured out the real real way to lose weight and keep it off, which it's really simple, but it's it's good in the course. Uh, it covers sleeping habits, everything. I mean, it, everything that's really to health and having a healthy body, Kevin covers. It's pretty impressive, so I'm, I'm a big fan. Last but not least, profitable urban farming. I was actually on the course today. Um, just trying to, you know, get ready for the season, look things over. They, they, they do update the videos regularly. So I looked and Curtis and Luke have a lot, have newer videos for what Curtis is doing on his farm. And that's the cool thing. I mean, like, so small scale farming is innovating. And if you watch Curtis's YouTube channel, you'll see how he's constantly making changes, um, on his farm and how he can improve. And, and he's, he's updating that in the course as well. So if you guys want to sign up for the course, you can save a hundred dollars. Um, if you want to pay for it up front or you can just sign up for it monthly with that being said guys i hope you enjoy episode one of season two of failing forward and that's all i got guys For that great intro, Drew Sample. That was awesome. Yeah, not a problem, Scott. <laughs> so this is uh, season two of Failing Forward, episode one. Um, We're gonna fail hard this year. Yeah, you know what, man? I'm feeling so much better already. Like it's like uh, just because I have time to actually put into it. Yep. And it's like a million times better. But there's big changes for both of us. Oh, yeah. So, in like listeners who have heard, like we kind of we did that mid 
mid episode, like just when we were, we were just doing that. But one thing that Scott and I have decided to do is uh, we're just going to do once a month and I'm going to record some, some different failing forward things with other people. Um, just because every week it, I mean, it's not much is going to change in a fucking week and I'm going to say the F bomb. Um, yeah, no, the first year, the first year it was good because there was just so much stuff going on, but yeah. now that we're both kind of a little bit more settled in, it's, you know, it's just less content. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it was just kind of like, you know, towards the end when I phoned it in, like, Oh, what did you do, Scott? Cool. I did nothing, uh, because I'm super overwhelmed and burned out and, uh, I don't think I even want to be a farmer, but that's all changed, man. It's like, it's it, it like talking to Chris Gilbert and like Curtis Brown, who like have just been burned themselves out and then they just have recovered. I was like, man, stop being a pussy. It's time. Yeah. I mean, the season's here. I've already put all this time into it. Like I can still aggregate from other farmers, but I'm, yeah, gonna- you should grow your, you should grow your high value crops for yourself. That's how you make the most money. Fuck yeah. So that's 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 the game plan, dude. So um so I mean, do you want to talk about do you want me to, do you want to talk about the changes that you've made so far? Like cuz you had a pretty big life-changing event that just took place. Yeah, like last week. Last yeah, so, week. Yeah, so uh my friends bought a golf course down the road. Well, they they took they took ownership of it. Um so this was like this all happened within like 2 weeks where I went home one day and then my brother was like, oh, yeah, you should work on the grounds crew there. Ha ha ha. Like funny, whatever. He'd be like, it'd be pretty good. You could just ride on the mowers and probably set your own hours and just listen to books and stuff. And I was like, oh, that sounds like perfect. <laughs> right? <laughs> like that thanks, sounds great. Thanks for trying to be an asshole, brother, but I'm going to yeah. do it. So so then I uh, texted my buddy the next day. So this was like my, my brother said this on Tuesday. I texted my friend on Wednesday and then... By next Monday, I went and put in my uh, notice at work, and on the next week was my last day. Like the next, from Wednesday to Wednesday, I went from like finding out about this new job to my last day being the next Wednesday. Yeah, I remember you texted me, and you're like, "Look," and I was like, "Are you sure you want to do more hours?" And you're like, "No, I've already crunched the numbers. Like it's going to be less, and because I have no commute time." Well, it is. Well, it's it's four hour. Like technically, it would be four hours of extra work, yeah. but I have the flexibility of working whenever I want. As long as like when it, everything is going and stuff, cause we're just kind of like getting everything going right now. But yeah. once everything's up, as long as I mow the greens in the morning, like four days a week, I can do the rest of my work whenever I want. So it was really weird because like the one thing I really wanted was like the freedom of my time, right? Like that, that's my really big thing. I want like the freedom of my time. And it's so funny because they're like, yeah, you can work whenever you want. And I was like, okay, that sounds awesome. And then we're like, we're at work. I'm working with Chad the one day and he's just like, uh, so when are you coming in tomorrow? And I'm like, like, when do you want me here? And he's like, no, like, when do you want to work? <laughs> it was like, uh, uh, like 730. <laughs> it's like, okay, see you then. Like, it doesn't matter. It's sweet. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's just kind of, it seems like it's going to be a really good fit. I had to take a little bit of a pay cut. But I end up making the same amount that I was. Like my paychecks are going to be the exact same. Yeah. So I go up to 80 hours every two weeks instead of 64. So I have to work that extra day. But I get to work whenever I want. So like I mean, that, that, so like on Thursdays and stuff now, like before I had Thursdays off, right? So from my other job, I would take the whole day off. I would do farming stuff, go do my delivery. 
and it, like it was uh it was thir- my other job was 30 minutes away so i couldn't really like just go in for like a little bit and just because of like the just because how the shop is ran and everything you can't just go in and do like half an hour of work on something because you, you'll, you'll be like put into you might be doing something that's a little bit more technical or something yeah whereas at the golf course i can just go weed whack for half an hour and then go do my delivery and then come back for an hour and mow yeah so it's just it's really cool, man. I've already been reading uh, a book a day on Audible, listening to a book a day. That's excellent. Yeah, I've been. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty badass. I, I felt pretty good when I was getting three books a week, but a book a day because you mowed down Sapiens. I can't do that two x, but I am up to one point five. One point five nice. is what? It goes, man. You yeah, just gotta get it up there. It'll go. Yeah, um, I've tried yeah. it a few times, but my my brain just rejects it. But. Yeah, there's some books, some people talk faster when they're reading, like, blah, 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 and it's really hard to keep up with. Like when I'm, if I can, if I can do something that I, I can usually do like 3X on a book now on Audible, but like when I was mowing and doing Sapiens, I had to do 2X because I had to think about what I was doing a little bit, driving around, making sure I wasn't running into trees and stuff. <laughs> making sure you weren't breaking mowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, much. so I, I think the good thing about that job, I mean, there's a few good things. I mean, you can sit there and listen to books, which is, which is awesome. Um, but mainly, I mean, not only do you have more freedom with that when you come in and, and it's a closer commute, but you don't have a boss around you or you don't have like other people around you, which is like the biggest drain of work is having to deal with other people's bullshit that aren't on the same wavelength as you. And, um, and yeah, man, I, I think the freedom of time is huge. Like, I mean, so for me personally, I have eight weeks left of unemployment and, um, it's, you know, and that's, it's actually been good. Like I, I, I forget, I was talking to uh nice Joe Green today when we were, we were building a fence at the uh, Ohio GSD event. You guys call him nice Joe Green? Yeah, I call him nice Joe Green. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, and I was just saying like, and, I, and I've said it a lot on the, on the show, like when you have your best 55 hours to process things, it's, 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 it's completely different. And like this, this year it's like, okay, I have to make this work. Like I don't have, yeah, I don't have an option. Like I, I don't have a, a good cushy easy job anymore. And um, but you know, man, like I, I don't think I would have been able to make that transition. Like I don't think I would. I mean, maybe I would have, but it would have taken me a, a lot longer. But having this time to process everything and um, so a, a, a cool thing that and there's a couple announcements that I haven't made on the podcast. So the first is, so Wednesday, it's now official. I have the deed to my house, so I'm now a homeowner, so I bought my house. Welcome to debt and slavery, Mr. Sample. Yeah, but my house, uh, so here's the cool thing, man, is I got it for 45 grand. So it's so, it's going to make a lot of people on the West Coast pissed and everything. But yeah, it's cheap to live in the Midwest. Yep. And uh, so I got it, so that, so it, it, it took my rent from being like 600 a month to 312 I only have a 3% interest rate on my mortgage and I'm going to get more into that with uh, Charles Hugh Smith. Um, and then another thing, it's not so uh, paperwork signed and he's just got to get here, but I'm working out a, uh, a just basically a trade situation. So our good friend from Permaculture Voices 3, Rich Fratzel, is going to be moving in and he's going to be like, um, I don't really, he's like, my, my he's going to be my contractor because he's not technically an employee, but you know, basically he's going to be living with me and helping me out for 20 hours a week, um, minimum. And, uh, so that's going to help me out a lot too, man. Cause there's just like, yeah, that's cool. Sh- and he's sh- a really good guy. He's a great guy, man. And, but it's just like the shit I don't like to do. 
um, I can just have him do. And it's yeah, like farm it out. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and, and so, so that's, that's really good for me. And then I can just spend more time hitting the pavement and getting to restaurants. Um, and yeah, so I got some new customers too from hitting the pavement and selling ramps. So it's kind of a cool thing. So I know you said last year you guys don't have them, but one thing that, that I did as a strategy was I had, um, I, uh, so I had Nathan help me because he's really into sales copy and everything. And we, we, we looked at, uh, Curtis's fresh sheet and then he, we just basically created a, a template for me. So everything looks nice and, uh, like centered and everything like that. And so I'm just leading with ramps. So the cool thing with ramps is it's a seasonal product that all the chefs want and it doesn't cost me anything. I just have to go out there and dig them up with a shovel. And, um, so I got, uh, this pizza place. Um, they hit me up. It's like a good locally sourced spot here. And so I'm going to sell them a few pounds and then I'm just, it's just basically getting my foot in the door and then, and then I've been sourcing another guy's microgreens just to kind of get a good relationship before I get, I gotta, I'm going to get mine going. Like I've been, I've been just kind of tackling one thing at a time and, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't wash a mountain of trays and I still have a lot more, but, uh, yeah, I think selling his, his micros are just like, you know, I'm, I'm selling his. And I don't mind because he's he's a good dude. And uh, but it, it's just kind of like, why am I not selling mine? And so, and it was just kind of like a good pain point. Like I think sometimes, man, I need to create some pain for myself to to move. So, Drew so, Sample loves the struggle. I do, but I think <laughs> that's in it. The obstacles, the way, man. And you you sent me, you made me listen to that book, and uh, and it's it's a it's a true thing. And then, uh, but yeah, so this year, like I already have irrigation set up. I redid my beds. I got irrigation running my hoop house on misters, and so it's just a matter of staying up with having transplants ready to put in the ground. Um, mm-hmm. I do have to get some wood chips, man, because when I redid them, we did the raised, like the JM style beds with the mm-hmm. with the plow, and dude, like I I just have pools of water in between in my walkways. So I have to get some wood chips. And now it's like, I don't mind doing that extra work because it's my property. So true. I will tell you about water because (laughs) it has been raining here uh, since like, you know how I was talking before about how we had so much snow. Yeah. Now we've had so much rain. It's been incredible. It's actually been like, I'm used to a lot of rain and it's been a lot of fucking rain. Um, so I looked up what Columbus, what you guys get for like average precipitation or whatever. And you get yeah. like 38, 38 inches. Yeah. Right. In last month in March, we had 12 inches. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. So it rained like a lot, like at the golf course right now, it's, we can't even get machines out without getting them stuck. That's like where we're at right now. What and is so, it? Is it marshy where you're at? Cause you're in that old. You're in that old... Uh... Yeah, but it's been farmland for... Yeah, it was an alluvial fan. So, yeah, it is kind of marshy, but it um, it is, but it's not because it's been farmland for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not, like, super bad or anything. It's mostly farmer's field. It's been farmer's fields for, like, 80 years now, 80, 90 years. So, actually, probably 100 years. But it's not quite so bad like that. Uh, But, yeah, it's just so wet, man. Like... Last year, we got home from Permaculture Voices, and that was at, like, say, like, March 5th, like, right at the beginning. Yeah. And by the end of the month, I had had my whole field tilled up and amended and all my beds tarped and ready. This year, I've only got to put in 
I've only got to till my first like top row. So my first 12 rows where it was like the, the driest because it was at the highest point. Yeah. And like, I've got to plant on Monday again and I'm just hoping that it dries enough that I can get a tiller in there. It's uh, uh that's yeah, a stressful just, start, man. Nah, it's it is what it is. I can't like, no, like no. Just, I can't go in there and mess everything up. Like, no, I just gotta wait. I agree, man. But it's just like the 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 itch to get out there. Like that's yeah, the it. more stress. Yeah, like I don't have that itch so much. I have more like the more stress that I have right now is about that. I have like these promises from grocery stores that I'm gonna start selling to them, and they just haven't given me money yet. And it's because I don't have a product yet, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll just kind of, like, I just got everything set up to go to these grocery stores this year. And that's going to be, I'm going to try to make that my only sales outlet just because I got overwhelmed last year doing, like, too much. And I just think that I could really, if I just focus on the grocery store thing this year, I could just knock that out of the park, like, super easy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, just do just do three crops, knock it out of the park. Make sure I have steady production on all of them and then expand next year based on sales of that. But... So right now it's just kind of it's just kind of like the stress of I've had to spend more money and I've got to still spend a little bit more money just to maybe not make any sales. Yeah, that's um that's pretty fucking stressful. And yeah, man, it's really stressful. It's just like the end of the like it's so funny like when I first started doing all this stuff I was like, "Oh, you know, I've fought and stuff before. Like I'm pretty tough. I think like I can handle the work." Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like I knew I could handle the work, but it's like it's there's different types of stress. Like there's physical stress where it's like you're going to be tired at the end of the day of working and I know I can fucking make it through that. Like 100%, no problem. If there's like a mountain of work that needs to be done, I can get that shit done. But like the stress of not having any money and having to spend money for like promises of sales is a different type of stress. You know what I mean? And that just, just, that shit just takes a lot out of me. So it's been getting better lately though, because like I just been kind of getting caught up on like some bills and stuff. So it feels like I'm less stressed than I was before. Like I remember texting you a couple of weeks ago and I was pretty stressed out about it. Yeah. Now I'm less stressed about it, but it's still like in the back of my mind, like what am I going to do if this grocery store thing doesn't work out right? You'll make it work though, man. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like I, I'm, I'm really trying to get to the grocery stores to get out of bugging chefs. Cause I don't, I mean, I haven't had to chase them down as much as Curtis or other people, but just knowing that it's an option. Um, and especially, I mean, I'm going to have Ray Tyler back on here soon. Um, we're trying to hook it up, but I think Ray is just killing it with, with grocery store sales. Yeah, um, he's doing really well. Yeah. And, and I, and I, so I want to revisit that because I think, man, there's four small grocery stores that are like a chain, but they're like a small chain, and it's like a like new- Lucky's. Is that what it is? No, Lucky's is one of them, but it's actually a it's it's another one that's owned by like a bigger. Um, it's, okay. It's owned yeah. by a bigger like it's it's owned by a store that's similar to like Walmart called Meyer, and um, so it's Fresh Time, and as long as I have barcodes, from my understanding, I'm going to talk to them this week, but they just want barcodes. I should be able to hustle both microgreens and salad mix, and it's just like. I'm looking at it, man, from, okay, so let's say, because here's the deal, right? Like Joel's got land and I'd love to sell Joel stuff and and get a cut of it. But realistically, if Joel can sell all that without me, I'd prefer him to do that because he's going to do better. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's the whole thing. And so it's like, I had this whole goal in my head because I'm like, oh, I'll just sell other stuff. But I think there's a good chance that Joel already is going to have a lot of customers. And if whatever I can get from that, I mean, um, is good. But he's really killing it with with ramps right now. I mean, like his 
it, it's like it's it's actually pretty exhausting the amount of ramps he's getting for chefs right now and uh just because of the work that it's taking and it's like man we don't want to do this next year like because it, it's like it's a fun thing that chefs want i think particular people that i like i would do that for but it's stressful to go and and forage man like it's it's oh yeah and like like greg's always talking about there's a big difference between doing like 30 pigs and 300 pigs. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Right? There's a difference between getting three pounds of ramps, super easy to get to, yep. and trying to find that last three pounds of a 50-pound order. Yeah. I mean, and then and then and here's the thing too. You got to go weigh it and then you have to make multiple trips and it's like every time it's like I, my I mean my I'm I'm not exceeding 10 pounds, but I'm mainly and I don't mind that. Like at first I wanted to make money and I was stressing about it. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? Like you're looking for relationships. This is an in for you. Like you need to focus on other things. You can you can still hit that, and that's and that's that's another thing too. And and so it's like, um, uh, you know, so uh, there. So the, my biggest thing to get back is like my. So I got that whole like you've seen my house and that whole room that used to be like a, a bedroom that was modified, and now I got it all cleaned. And like I have all my shelves in there and I took a picture and I can still scale up with microgreens. And it's like, man, like I could really crush it with microgreens if I could push those to the, I mean, not, not only can I sell them at the farmer's market, which I mean, you make a lot more money with the micros at the farmer's market, but if I could push them to grocery stores and just basically do it that way, I mean, that would be, that'd be, that'd be tits, man. So yeah, you know, like you make more, you make more money, but. It, you like you know like the eight different forms of capital and stuff yeah like you get it's not just all money right yeah no exactly like if man. i had if i had say if i had three really good grocery stores this year i could make fifteen thousand dollars yeah like wait that's my eat like if i had to pick a way to make fifteen thousand dollars on my farm this year selling to three grocery stores is easily the easiest option exactly man and it's and it's why are we doing this we're doing this for quality of life we're not we're not doing it to yeah well yeah i think that you need to hold that in your mind like why yeah. are you doing that and that, that's why it was easy for me to take a pay cut to go to a different job because i knew that what i wanted was the freedom of my time and then as soon as i like i was debating it for like for like four or five days right like in my head like mm-hmm. oh is this gonna be a good move because like i don't know i'm not gonna make that much money da, 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 da. and just like all the wheels are turning and then as soon as i realized that the thing that i wanted was the freedom of my time and that this was gonna give me the freedom of my time i was like oh well like I need to have some way to pay my bills right now. Yeah. And so I need like a job somewhere else because I'm not making that much money myself right now from my farm. Right. Yeah. So I need to have that job. So this job gives me the most freedom while still having a job. And you can pay your bills. And another cool thing that you're doing, which I've done a ton of is reduce your expenses too. Like you. Yeah. And and I, I'm doing it too. Like I, uh, our insurance company. I mean, I'm I'm happy I don't have to deal with Canadian car insurance. But like I have I have liability. And I'm sure that's probably all you have too. I don't. What do they even require? So I'm sure it's it's a totally different game. But like I got this little monitor put in my cars so that it will show that I'm not a shitty driver, and then hopefully they'll reduce my rate. Um, but like the reason why I bought my house was to save money. I. I reduce money on my internet bill. I reduce money on my cell phone bill. And it's like, you know, now it's not right now. It's if, if all I need is, so if I need to, if, 
I just need enough money to pay my bills. I own my house now, which is amazing. Um, so it's, it's just like, and, and that's a weird thing too, because I never really wanted that kind of commitment when I had a job, but now that I'm, I'm doing this all for me, it's, it's, it's a completely different story, man. It's like, no, like now I can take root. Um, another cool thing too, is that I was talking to the the landlord cause, um, I'm getting a new neighbor soon and he's the guy that owns the house is, he's a super cool guy. And he saw me last year right after Permaculture Voices, and it was right before the old tenants moved in. And I, we were cutting down trees. And I don't know if you remember my stupid Instagram videos me and my buddy Nick made. And uh, and he was like, oh, I'm glad you're cutting them down. I was going to I was gonna see if I could cut them down for you because they're, like, messing up the fence and everything. So now he saw, like, the difference. So now I have, like, a hoop house, and I got my beds, and everything's looking like a, like a little micro farm. He's like, man, you got a little farm here. He's like, I tell you what, dude, if I get the right tenant in, let's just take that fence out and you can farm the back of this house. Yeah, and, man. And I'm like, got to get it going. Yeah. And I'm just like fucking perfect, man. And it's like, so it's like things are, and here's the thing too, man. It's like, I'm taking steps in the right direction. So doors are opening without me having to put a lot of work into them. Like, you yeah, know what I, I mean? was talking, I, I, yeah, I was talking to a friend yesterday that started a business. She's starting like a, like a personal, uh, what is it called? Like a virtual assistant business. Nice. Right. And then um, we were just talking about stuff and I was because she's got like a she's got like a chronic disease. And so she's like she's got uh, time restraints on stuff. You know, someday she just can't work. She's just tired and sore. Um, but I like I said, she's like, it's so funny, though. Like, I thought it was going to be such a big deal, but it's not. And I was like, yeah, as long as like you do the work when you can and you just tell people and like I there's a you can tell when somebody's trying really hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can tell when somebody's phoning it in, and they're like, like if I go if I go to a restaurant and the guy's like hustling super hard and stuff, I'm like, oh shit, this place is bumping, right? Even mm-hmm. if they're like, oh, I had a slow week. But if that if I go to the same restaurant and the guy's like, yeah, I went up to Kelowna and I'm hungover today and blah da 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 da, yeah. Then I, I'm thinking a lot differently if he tells me he has a slow week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, dude. That's absolutely, man, and. And that's something else too. I wanted to say a change I made, like because I've been losing weight, man. I don't really drink at all anymore. Like I had some drinks today building that fence with the How GSD crew, but that's it, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't stay at home and drink. I mean, I, I've been butchering my own. Like we just butchered that cow so I could save money on food, and it's um, I mean, it, I feel a lot better than last year, man. And it's like when you talk about phoning it in, like I didn't think I was phoning it in last year, but I was fucking phoning it in. Like I, I yep. I I would argue till I was blue in the face that I was trying everything I could, but I I wasn't, man. I was definitely overwhelmed and I was trying too much, but I mean, there was, you know, there was definitely more I could have done. And that was, I think it was, it was a frustrating process for you being my accountability partner. Um, so sure (laughs) we made, we made it through it though. We still love each other. So, but anyways, I think that I'm, I'm excited, man. Like I'm excited to make this fucking work. And it's like, I'm excited to, to tell my story. Like I, uh, they kind of like put some accountability on myself. Like I, I emailed Mike McCallowitz and I was like, Hey dude, um, once I get this business going and I have a good story, can I come on your podcast and tell it? He goes, yeah, man, absolutely. If you get it going, come on and we'll, you, you can tell your story. Cause it's like, I wanted to put like a goal, like just a simple, silly goal to like go on there. Cause like, I'm like a, like doing that profit first systems really helped me look at the business and just my expenses completely different 
even when I thought I was more frugal than what I really was and, and just different shit like that, man. And it's, um, so I, I just feel, I mean, I feel really good now. I'm sure there's going to be like adversity throughout the season, but I, I definitely feel like completely different than when I was talking like then, um, I did even in like December, you know what I mean? Like I was still processing everything and now I'm like, Oh no, man, it's the weather's nice. I'm, I'm ready to move. And like going to like, I don't know, man, I, I think it's, uh, I'm just stoked and I'm stoked that you're, you're, you're positioned a lot better. Um, assuming that it stops raining ever in Kelowna. Um, <laughs> Chilliwack, 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 not, yeah, not Kelowna, Chilliwack and Chilliwack. Um, so I got an idea. You want to do like a, a book of the month since every every day you read a new book, but we're only doing this once a month. So it could be. Yeah. Grapes of Wrath. Grapes. So that that was your book of the month, man, by John Steinbeck. Oh, yeah. I love that book. That's so great. I read that book in high school, The, Gra- the Grapes of Wrath. It's about um, it's about the Dust Bowl. Yeah. Do you, know do you know anything about the Dust Bowl? Oh, fuck yeah, man. There's a good documentary okay. that Ken Burns did. Yep. So. Uh, I read it in high school and it was just like our whole, our whole class we read of Mice and Men and then we read, we got to vote on another book afterwards and we ended up reading another John Steinbeck book because everybody really liked John Steinbeck. Yeah. And uh, we did The Grapes of Wrath and it was a really good book. But now that I just have a lot more, <clears throat> a lot more like uh, knowledge about farming and stuff, it's like he is such a good writer. He he is an amazing writer, man. He He was talking about like even the difference between, because it was like sharecroppers, right? So yeah. they would go out there and farm the field, but then the machines started coming in and it was like the big industrial stuff moving in, right? Where like guys go would be on the tractor and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so he's even, he's even talking about, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. When was Earl Butts? When was he in there? Earl Butts? Hmm. That, that's the big, big, get big uh, or get out thing, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't so, matter. Yeah. yeah but, um, so he, uh, he was just talking about how, like even in the book at uh, some place, he was talking about how that when you get on the tractor and stuff that you lose like connection to the land. Cause you're not like you're working the soil, but you're not like working the land. You know what I mean? Yeah. Earl Butts is uh, 71 through 76. Yeah. Okay. So that was way later. Oh yeah. The, it was way later, but it was starting was like the forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was starting then. So, yeah. It was definitely when it was starting. So it was, yeah, it was just really interesting. It was just really interesting for me to, to know that all I know about now about like tilling and regenerative agriculture and stuff. Um, and it's a great story. It's a it's a really incredible story. It tells uh, about the mass migration to California and just about how like you wonder why there's so many people in California. Well, this gives you a little bit of insight into it, and it's just uh, it's really powerful. And it like yeah, I don't think I really understood the book when I first read it. Obviously, because you know I'm a high school kid, but like listening to it now, it's just it's just so powerful. Right to the last right to the last chapter, it's just like the power of people coming together and just what what like how poor people come together yeah you know what i mean like when people don't have very much they're willing to give a lot and for some reason when people have a lot they seem to want to give less sometimes Mm. um and it's just i don't know i just love that book it's just that's probably actually one of my favorite fiction books there we go um i'm gonna say mine is the unsettling of america by wendell berry i just read it (sighs) So I want to get all hipster. I want to get all hipster. You guys, you Ohio people love Wendell Berry. Hey, man, because I, I like Gene Logsdon a lot more because he's from Upper Sandusky. And it makes me so sad that he died right before I found out about him. 
Yeah. So, but I just, I actually know, let's change that. A letter to a young farmer. It says it was his last book that he wrote. And I like it, and it's hilarious because he talks about uh, Wendell Berry or Gene Logsdon. Yeah, okay. Gene Logsdon. It's uh, yeah. I I emailed it to you, um, but like my favorite thing is he's he's like he just was like such a contrarian and a troll because he was talking about like he likes the paleo diet, but if they really wanted to be effective in eating wild meats, they should start eating all the wild dogs and cats. Yeah, that's funny, <laughs> and. Uh, and, he, and I don't know. And then he just actually, I don't know. I, I like well, that the, book. The Coyote America guy really described the wild dog thing where I've never really, I never really like thought about that before where there would have been packs of wild dogs running around yeah, outside it, of town before there was, and then they got pounds, mm-hmm. right? To capture all the wild dogs. Yeah. And now we don't have wild dogs anymore because anywhere there's a city, there's been pounds to catch them. Yeah. Well, what was even funnier was because Mark Essig in his book, Lesser Beast, he talked about how, and it was predating the wild dogs. There was pigs everywhere. Like they yeah. used to have just pigs in the, in the streets going everywhere too. So Sorry, like, everyone, if you're not cultured like me and Drew. And yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should listen, <laughs> listen, to, listen to my other podcast I yeah. did with uh, Mark oh, yeah. Flores or Dan Flores and Mark Essek. But I think it is interesting because there's like the, 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 the history where it goes to pigs in the street, to dogs in the street. Now coyotes are going everywhere. Yeah. So. Um, but, uh, anyways, man, what, uh, this is something else I think we should do before we end is cause do we, do we want to keep these at like 30 minutes still? No, I think we should just go in like whatever, man. All right, I think, cool. uh, well, you're making <clears throat> yeah. other changes cause you got your podcast and you kind of rebooted it. Yep. So what are you doing differently now? Are you making longer episodes or? Uh, no, I'm going to do the same short episodes. Uh, I was 23 episodes in and then I decided to restart it. I knew I was going to restart it kind of the whole time. Yeah. Like when I first started it, so like when I first started it, I sent like little sample episodes out to like all like mostly you guys, right? Like the, the Ohio guys. Yeah. Because I know you guys listen to podcasts and like I don't know, really know that many like podcast listeners like around here that much. I just think it's because we're all fucking cool. And Keep it's because you're all fucking cool. That's right. Um, But I, like I sent it to you guys, but you guys weren't really like my target market. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, like I was definitely looking for like a specific person that was like coming into stoicism and wanted to learn more about it and that's who i wanted to like target so that wasn't really any of you guys right so you guys telling me that it's good and that it's nice and da, 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 it's it like that that means a lot to me but it's not like the real world feedback that i needed you know what i mean yeah so now that i was 23 episodes in i have people commenting on my episodes and sending me emails and i really have like a better taste for like what people liked, what people didn't like, what people shared, what people didn't share, what episodes got like no traffic, what got more traffic, so that type of stuff. So I now I can kind of I can do it a lot better. And with my podcast too, a lot of people like I knew it was going to happen where a lot of people go back to the beginning. So the first like five episodes say have to be really powerful because it has to really tell like what your podcast is going to be about and stuff. Yeah, but it also has to give everyone a little bit of context for everything going in to the rest of the whole series. Right. So I should have done like a little history, uh, like a brief history of like what stoicism is before I just dove into everything. Yeah. But I didn't. Right. So mm. then I'm just like, start talking about this guy, Epictetus and like, you don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah. Right. So that's not any good to anyone. So as long as I, so now like now I've got, four new episodes out i have a intro how i found about stoicism 
difference between lower cast, lower case stoic and uppercase stoic and now brief history of stoicism and uh, now i feel like that i can transition back into what i was doing i can get rid of the shitty episodes that i thought were complete garbage throw them out yeah. i can redo the episodes that i thought were really good but i just i missed on them for like reasons x y and z and i can just re-put out the episodes that were already good yeah so now man. i'm like now i have now I have like 20 episodes also in the bag so that if I didn't do an episode this week, not a big deal. No, that's great, man. And, uh, yeah, and I, I'm going to transition to doing interviews yeah. too with some people. Perfect. I have yeah, a great idea so. for an episode for you is you should discuss the similarities between stoicism and Buddhism. And Buddhism. Yeah. yeah that's a, that's, there's definitely a, a lot of similarities in there. The one problem is that there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different branches in Buddhism. So yeah. it's hard to say, like, it's hard to talk in generalities of, kind of like that. And the other problem is, is that I, I, like, I don't really know that much about Stoicism, but I know even less about Buddhism. So <laughs> I would definitely have to bring someone on to, like, that would be, that would be an interview episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be one where I would, like, flush that out with someone else. Because, like, the, the whole premise of my show, I want it to be, like, that I'm not, like, I don't know shit. I know enough to kind of start, but like as I'm learning, we all learn together. Like that was kind of the whole premise of my show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that could definitely be an episode, but that, I think that one would have to be an interview one. Yeah, I, I think so. That's a good idea. Jonathan Haidt talks a little bit about it in the uh, happiness hypothesis. Um, mm -hmm. I just loaded up a, a bunch more books too in my audible. Um, yeah, man, I've been reading a lot. It, 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 Jonathan Haidt's really good. That's good shit, man. Like uh, Jonathan Haidt really touches on a lot of stuff psychology-wise. Um, it's the the happiness hypothesis. Then he has another one, I think, called the Righteous Mind that I'm going to read next. Um, those are good, man. And I think uh, I don't know. I've been diving deep into. It's like I, I'm almost like I got all of the books for uh, that the reading list that. Uh, scott adams recommended and i'm like i just added the ones that hunter Motts did too so cool yeah man i'm excited about that and uh yeah it's cool it's so funny i was like every like i feel dumb because like i'm posting all these like screenshots of like what i'm reading on on uh, audible or whatever yeah what i'm listening to and i'm just like every book i'm like oh like oh yeah this was a great book this is a great book like this was a great book this was a great book oh yeah this is a great read right yeah and i was sitting like i took my dog for a walk today and i was thinking i was like man like i really got to stop saying that all these books are great but at the same time i haven't read that many books <laughs> so you know what i mean all the books that i'm reading right now are like selected from other people that i've got told were like good books yeah did you get um did you get Ryan Holiday? Ryan Holiday's reading list too. He's got a reading uh, list on his website. Yeah, he's got a reading list. I don't. I don't have. I don't. Uh, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, just it's, because uh, I, I've already got so many books, and he's putting out like five more books a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, I can't. I can't keep up with all that shit, man. Yeah, I'm gonna and, stop uh, getting credits here soon because it's like I've I've gotten um shit, man. I think I've since since that eBay hack that yeah. uh, was shared with us. I think I've I think I've got like a hundred books that I've added into my Audible, and it's like when you go. I mean, it's it's not actually that bad if you're going through three a week, but even then, it's like okay, I had books in there that I hadn't even read yet that I still need to finish. So, but I don't know. That's a good problem to have, man. Yeah. Um, since that since that thing, we, I've got I've uh, I'm at twenty books already for the year that you've read. 
Yeah, on Audible. And that yeah. doesn't include, like, so there's some books that I can't get on Audible that are both stoicism because I'm kind of, like, a little bit deeper into it now. Yeah. Where, like, I, you know, everything's not going to be on Audible, right? Yeah. So I have to read other books, too, like physical books. But, yeah, 20 get books in, on Audible. Uh, get them in uh, uh, Voice Dream, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I figured out Voice Dream, too. Like, it, it, Greg, I try to get Greg hooked on it. And uh, he's like, man, it's just not. I'm like, you got to turn up the speed. They, because it's so slow and i used to like it now i'm used to 1.5 now i'm i'm i have it set at like 295 for the speed and if anybody gets voice stream basically if you can get like an ebook um you can have it read to you like basically you can take pdfs and everything and then you you upload it and we'll read it to you and you can choose a voice so i have like a, a british robot voice but it's not it sounds pretty good but that's how i've been reading like wendell berry and Gene Logsdon because they don't have yeah. audible book, audio books. No, I just find that when it's the robot voice that it, it's really hard to like – it doesn't s- stop at the end of the sentence and pick up again. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I read Norris Mythology today by Neil Gaiman and uh, like when he's reading it, it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Like, it's so good. He's just like da-da-da. And Neil Gaiman's great, man. He made, oh, he he made some great. good uh, comic um, he did some good. He, I like him because he's written really good books, but then he also wrote a lot for graphic novels too, which I think yeah, is he's great. a he's an incredible storyteller. He's like if there was a guy that was like myth, like the mythology of our generation, it's him. He's great. He's so good. His last book, North North Mythology, which I just got, um, it's like all Norse myths, and he just retells them. Yeah, and it's so good. And like it doesn't like there's like say there's like twenty stories in it. Yeah. And like each one doesn't really build on the next one, but it kind of does. Like there'll be like elements of one story in like a farther along story. And it's just really cool. Like at the beginning of it, you're just like, okay, wow, this is like too much. You know what I mean? This is weird because there's just so many different names and characters and like they're thinking different things. And there's like a world tree and you're like, Ugh. and then at the end, you're like, yeah, all right, come on, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'll have to check that out. I got, uh, I have a Joseph Campbell book in there. That I oh yeah, that one's great. That one's awesome. You checked it. Did you listen to that in mine? No, I've already listened to that one before. It's great. The Hero of a Thousand Faces. Um, yeah, yeah. The Joseph Campbell, the monomyth. So Joseph Campbell went back and and he like studied mythology and stuff and found like common themes. And he even went up to the one of the really big uh, places he went was the Pacific Northwest and to like the native tribes up here. Mm-hmm. The First Nations, American. The First Nations. I yeah, remember. Just it. say First Nations. Yeah. That means First Native Asians. Americans to yeah, and uh, no, feathers, he just studied them. Not dots. No, I'm just teasing. Keep and going. And he found uh, yeah, and he found out about uh, he found like a common, a co- he calls it the mono myth, and it's like a common myth that goes th- all throughout mythology, throughout across all cultures. Like there's common elements. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it even applies to like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Christianity, yeah, totally. Yeah, Jordan so, Peterson talks about that a lot too. Have you have you been uh, listening to his lectures at all on YouTube? Or I got no, no, no. I, I just listen to his stuff a little bit once in a while, but not not. I don't really follow it. Just when it like when everyone's like, listen to this one, I'm like, okay. I've been well, I've been listening to his uh, his book. So I said like, I put that in voice stream, and it's it's even with like it's like 20 hours long, even at like like 1.5, pretty much. So I need to I need to go back to it. It's like it's something that I I just digest. Like, but it's it's similar things, and it is lectures as well. Um, he's got a podcast now too, where he actually talks about a lot of different shit. Um, but he he a lot of his work that he talks about with myth and the power of myth and everything, and and what the what mythology is supposed to teach you. Actually, 
he'll even cite a lot of Joseph Campbell in it. So that's the only reason why I brought that up. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a great, it's a great listen. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, man, Greg, man. Greg, Greg always will say, what's up with old Scotty too hot? Well, it's always because I started calling you Scotty Too Hotty with senior farm manager Nate. He's like, "What's up with yeah. senior? What's up with Scotty Too Hotty?" And then Greg will be like, "Yeah, man." Yeah, they always say that. Greg, Greg Burns, Greg Burns, senior. Every time they see me, they just comment on my post. They're like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> Those guys are great, dude. We did. Uh, we just did that. I have every time I say it. "man" now. Every time I say "man" now, I'm self conscious about it. Just, just so you know, Greg. We got that. I mean, I even said it today, and then I was like, "Shit, I already said it." No, oh, I said saying it, too, it. You yeah. started saying it though, and then I was like, "Cool." <laughs> I had one person tell me, "Like you say, buddy, a lot." I'm like, I, "I'm very casual for a reason. Like I, I want to have casual language. Like I want, I want people to know that like I'm a normal dude, and I'll be your friend. <laughs> like if if you listen to my show, I'll be your friend. I promise." <laughs> it sounds Thanks for paying attention to me. Yeah, it sounds funny, but it's like if you already listen to me on my show. And you like the ideas that I'm discussing or that I'm introducing on my show, then there's a huge chance I want to be your friend. Yeah, well, no, podcasting is really podcasting is really powerful tool because you're speaking into people's ears most of the time, right? They got headphones on, they're doing something else, but they're they're actually listening to you. It's not just like some radio on the background; they're actually fucking listening to you. Like the first time I met Diego, I told him I was like, "Man, it's kind of crazy meeting you because you've driven to work with me yeah. like, every fucking day." For the past two months. Yeah. And it's bizarre. Like, I've never met this guy, but he's been in my car with me driving to work. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's just like, it's this really powerful tool, but at the same time, it's also kind of one way. Yeah. Because you have these listeners who are listening and they're super engaged, but like, I, like, I didn't, I never like emailed Diego. I think I, like, I might have emailed, emailed him once, right? But I listened to like hundreds of episodes. Yeah. I mean, I emailed him to have him on the show and that was it. I've talked to him. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird, man. And, um, I love his work, dude. I like, and- no, it's funny. And like, even with my podcast, I'll like put it out and I'll post it on different things. And then every once in a while, like there'll be people that will comment on it. And they'll be like, dude, I love your show. I've been listening to every episode. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, I ne- didn't even know you were listening. Yeah. I don't like, know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's cool. It's cool. Like it's, it's really neat. It's, it it's, is it, like it's a really neat thing. It was cool to have Jordan Cooper email me when I'm at like visiting my dad and I'm only 11 minutes away from him. He had no yeah. idea. And then I went there cool. and I'm like, dude, this dude's killing it. Like this dude's crushing it. And he like, we went, I did like that Instagram live and like, dude, his soil is just beach sand, man. It's so yeah. crazy. And he's that's funny. Just fucking making it work, dude. He's selling to grocery stores too. And, uh, you know, he, he, I think he's, he's going to go cause his season's almost over because it's Florida. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess he's going to go to that. Never. He's going to that never sink farm. Uh, oh, course. Yeah. I'm jealous about that. I, I want to go, but that. it's like, dude, I can't justify that. Like I have to be here this season. There's no yeah. way I could. And I, I would love to go to that. That guy is, uh, he's interesting. Yeah, that Connor Crickmore. He's got, he's, I even, <clears throat> I listened to him on the farmer to farmer podcast. And then I, when I went up and seen, I went up and seen Curtis last fall. I was talking to him about him. I'm like, have you met this guy? Like, do you know about this? And I was talking about a whole bunch of different stuff, like a whole bunch of different stuff that I picked up from him. Uh, just like, even growing under protected culture, like his hoop houses and stuff, how he talks about using them, uh, just a different mindset, man. There's a different mindset between the guys that are fucking killing it and the guys that are not. 
Yeah, I think then that's what I'm trying to get to. And I think that's what we're both trying to get to. It's like different strategies for what works where you live and where you're farming. And I yeah, think- well, the biggest problem I think with farming is that you like, I can grow whatever I want. I could I can grow $100,000 worth of lettuce easily. Like no fucking problem on my property. But you have to fucking sell it. Yeah, if you, you can't. You have to fucking if, sell it, right? Yep. So you have to figure out what your market streams are and then build your farm around that. Yeah. Not the other way around, which is what everybody else does, is go into this and you're like, and this is the, this is the same thoughts that I had myself when I was starting my farm, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have this farm and it's going to be like regenerative and I'm going to do everything. I'm going to have yeah. pigs and chickens and vegetables and the list goes on and on and on and it doesn't fucking stop because I'm just going to keep on adding stuff because I'm interested in everything. You're going to be like Curtis Brown and market gardening five acres, running cattle and raising yeah, pigs. But now he's, yeah, but now he's not doing that. No. He's, uh, he's scaling back, right? Yeah, dude. He, even what he was talking f- about slashing his crops. Isn't that fucking like, crazy though that he was doing all that shit? I was like, Jesus Christ, Curtis. Like, yeah, but you think that's what a farm is. I know. I know. You don't have it. You don't have any. And that's what exactly what Ray Tyler did too, right? Yeah. Like they, uh, they had a whole bunch of animals. They had pigs and stuff. And then his daughter got sick and then they couldn't, they switched their diets. So they weren't even eating pork anymore, even though it was like really good pork, right? Yeah. They weren't eating it anymore. And he's just like, what's the point in doing this? He's like, what's the point in doing this? I can't feed my family with this. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. Yeah, I, I I think it's um I think it's something special that we can be a part of and contribute to, and I think it's man Facebook. It, it, that's the funny thing is like people like they're like I hate social media, but it's like dude, like you're just not using it right. Like I hate the way a lot of people use social media, but man, I barely look at shit to post on. Like I'll look at uh like what Ray's doing though on Instagram or Curtis or. You know Curtis's YouTube videos, which are which are great, or look okay. at the other, one of the other things I want to talk about is like the speed of innovation right now in yeah. bark gardening because it's fucking so crazy. It's so crazy, man. Last year at this at this exact time, like no one had a green spinner. No yeah. one had a green spinner, right? And now there's already been there's already been guys that figured out how to modify a washing machine, and now Michael Kilpatrick's already got a thing out where he's selling. A the course, course like a, and uh, with yeah, a part, course, or he'll just bucks. or he'll just ship you the whole you thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I gotta get out there. He's not too far from me. Um, no, he's in Germantown. Yeah, he's like an hour. He's near Dayton. I hit him up. Yep. He's definitely down. I just haven't. Uh, just I was getting this house ship figured out. And I had, <coughs> excuses. Well, it's a good excuse because I had to keep going back and forth from Toledo and shit like that. And it's it was it was it was it was challenging. But uh, I'll definitely I'm definitely gonna hit him up soon. Um, well, to get it scheduled, it is an excuse, but you know, some things just take priority in life and you got to figure out what, what your priorities are. Yep. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, I think it's exciting, man. I think that, um, I think too, it's, it's, it's the, the most exciting thing is that it's like becoming this really productive hive mind. It's becoming this really productive thing that people aren't trying to hide what they're doing. I mean, like no, no. Curtis, you can't. you can't. Curtis is like showing you everything they're doing. He's showing the the rotary plow. He's showing like his strategies. I mean, Curtis is so fucking open with what he does. JM is too. JM doesn't even like. I mean, JM is like he's he really just wants to farm and not be bothered. But he he does his part. And now we got Never Sync that's coming out. And I think it's just it's just super cool, man. There's new farmers like Jordan Cooper who are going out there and figuring out how to farm in the sand. And I was just yeah. like, dude, I would never want to do that. Or there's Eric Schultz, um, and everyone's so cool, man. And I, I'm, 
I feel really grateful going into this season. Last season, I didn't really feel grateful. Last season, I was like, all right, let's see what I can pull out of my ass. And this season, it's like, okay, you can't do that in farming. And I totally got my ass kicked and looked like a chump. But now, now it's different. Now let's do it again. And now let's, yeah. let's make it, let's make an impact. Let's be, let's be an inspirational story to inspire somebody else. Yeah. So, um, I'm, keep that ball rolling. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm stoked. So anyways, I think that's a good place to wrap it up, man. Um, cool. yeah, dude, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So everyone go to stoicmetal.com, man, and check out flavorful farms as well. And there's a U in flavor. Um, you guys know spelled that. The, spelled the correct way. Spelled the, the 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 Queen's English. They speak the Queen's English. <laughs> That's technically what you guys speak, by the way. The Queen's Proper. English. Proper. It's, it's the Queen's English. So, uh, but anyways, dude, uh, I'm excited, man. You're excited. And, uh, and yeah, let's kick some ass this year, brother. Yeah, man. Cool. We'll end on that. Yeah, man.